Welcome back to Lost in Translation. I'm your host, Mr. VHS. And one series is done in the association. The bubble off with the Miami Heat, the number five seed, defeating the number one seed, Milwaukee Bucks. Since 2013, Memphis was the only five seed to advance to a conference finals. Miami has now joined them in that regards. And despite a 28 to 19 first quarter lead from the Bucks and the constant turnovers by the Miami Heat, Butler with four of his five turnovers coming in that first quarter seemed to really struggle going forward after that being outscored 33 to 18 in that second quarter by the Heat who saw the likes of Hero, Nun, Iggy, and Olenek off their bench combined for a total of 38 points, 15 for 31 from the floor, 21 rebounds, 10 assists, 4 for 14 from the three-point line. Tyler Hero was 5 of 10 from that three-point line in this game with 8 rebounds, 6 assists, and his 14 points and was a real factor in helping the Miami Heat stop the Milwaukee Bucks from making runs or getting back in this game in any regards to pushing it to another game in the series and seeing if Giannis wasn't ruled out for the series, just the game, if he could play back. But the Bucks bench, Hill, Williams, Connington, and Corver all combined for 19 points. 8 for 23 from the field. 13 rebounds, 3 assists. They were 3 of 6 from 9. Williams did lead the way with 11 points, 8 rebounds, and 1 assist. He was 5 for 10 from the floor and 1 for 3 from beyond the arc. And as he stated, he is officially retiring from the NBA after this season. Bucks got it down to four with under three to go. And in the fourth, free throws. I really mean free throws. Butler at the line 48 times for the entirety of the series. Knocked down 40 of those from the free throw line. Hero was able to stop his runs. Stop the runs for the Bucks whenever they try to create one. Crowder was four for nine from the floor. And all four of his shots came from behind the arc where he was, you guessed it, four for nine from the three-point line. He was four for four from the free throw line as well, too. Butler, 17 points. Dragic with 17. 10 rebounds and six assists for Butler. Eight of eight from the stripe. Bam Adebayo, 13 points, six rebounds, four for nine, five for six from the free throw line as well Bucks got production from Middleton and DiFacenzo both of whom fouled out of this game late in the fourth 
and had to go on the bench at certain times when the Bucks were trying to make a run and create themselves from being down. And, well, it didn't pan out for the Milwaukee Bucks. 23 points, 4 Middleton, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 8 for 25, 2 of 9 from behind the arc, 5 of 6 from the line. Lopez with a double-double, 15 points, 14 rebounds, real productive series. Bledsoe, 9 points, 2 for 12 from the floor. One for four from three. Wesley Matthews with 11 points. Three for six from the floor. 0 for three for downtown. And five for six from the free throw line. 21 turnovers for the Miami Heat. And yet they still win this game 103-94. Out rebounding the uh, Milwaukee Bucks 48-41. to Milwaukee had 13 more offensive rebounds but yet could not capitalize due to poor shooting and the lack of Giannis not being in the game for Miami despite the fact that they're moving on in this series this game was very shaky for Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler despite the fact of showing up late there was little mental lapses where they could not get anything together and they were unable to provide any offense, and yet they were turning the ball over consistently. And with a better team, with their star player that can score, it would have been a more difficult task for Miami to win. Milwaukee was hanging around throughout this course of this game, but without Giannis, were unable to put pressure on the Miami Heat. I seemed as Bam was a deer in headlights, no pun intended, but he just felt like this game and this moment and hopefully a learning experience from him to come out more engaged in the game, playing with energy and not waiting so long to get himself involved. A lot of miscommunications on passes from Miami and they didn't look good and they didn't, they definitely didn't look great, but a victory nonetheless. And they have, they are, they are moving on. So I can't really harp on that, but the conference finals, they have to put together a better closing game, especially if they have the opportunity to put a team down and not give them a second chance to come back. They must take advantage of that because in the conference finals, Jimmy will let you know, that's it. There's no more after that. Win or lose, if you lose, you're gone. And he was four bounces in a travel from moving on to that final so he knows what to expect hero was excited on the sideline with 2.2 seconds left i think butler said something to him to ease him and not have him celebrate too much from what they've accomplished but nonetheless they are moving on to the conference finals where they face the winner of the boston and toronto series which square off today but before I get to that, I would just like to say Lakers are playing defense and LeBron James is having a block party. Masks are not optional, people. Get your mask on, but he, four blocks, two of them on Harden, Rivers, one, Gordon with one, Havoc in that defensive area key. 
The Lakers in game number two gave up 41 points in the third quarter. Despite winning the game, they were outscored 41 to 23 in that quarter. In this entire half, second half, the Lakers gave up 38 points in total to the Houston Rockets who were unable to get anything going. Stifling defense by LeBron. Stifling defense by Davis. Communicating on switches, double teams on Harden, making it frustrating for him to even go anywhere. 38 minutes, 33 points, 9 rebounds, 9 assists, 11 for 23, 4 of 9 from 3. Perfect from the stripe for Harden. P.J. Tucker wasn't really a factor in this game, only getting three points and four rebounds, one for three from the floor. Covington, well, hopefully everything is okay with that uh, freak incident between him and Davis, and he gets back, but 10 points, five rebounds, and three assists for him. He was 4-7. Westbrook had 38 Rebound, six assists. He was 10 for 13 for 24 from the floor, two for four from the three point line. Better game production out of Westbrook. But the one thing that lacked was the bench scoring of the Rockets, who only saw Green with 16 points, seven for 11 from the floor, one for two from the three point line in 35 minutes. Rivers had 11 minutes and he was over from the floor, not really contributing. You compare that now to the Lakers bench, Rondo with 21, Kuzma with 14, Caruso with five, Morris with two, nine assists for Rondo, Caruso two rebounds, three re- re- rebounds for Kuzma, four for Morris and just played a hell of a lot better than they did in previous games. The direction of Rondo in that defense, as I stated last episode about how he communicates, how he shifts and to look at how he runs his defense when he's on the court, how he runs the offense when him and LeBron and Davis are on the court, the options they have, for a point guard who's able to facilitate, see the floor, and make the right passes, and on the back end of defense, call out switches, rotate properly, and get everybody in position. It gives the other players some time to take a break, but still be checked in due to the respect they have for Rondo and his defense of repertoire he has. Davis had 26 points, 15 rebounds, 6 assists, 9 for 13, did not shoot a 3, 8 for 11 from the free throw. James with 36 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 13 for 23 from the floor, 4 for 9 from 3, 6 for 10 from beyond the arc. Green and at 2 in Caldwell, Pope with 6 in that starting rotation. Lakers didn't really shoot that well from behind three, 10 for 30, as opposed to 12 for 40 for those Rockets who, for them, that's not really a good statistic with 33 pointers. 
usually they're up around the 50 category in that aspect for attempts so that was something that they took away from the rockets by issuing that double team on harden wouldn't get them comfortable the rotations on defense were well especially on the back end they didn't give up a lot of easy two points in that rotation which is always good once once you're switching and that low block area is always always the weak link if rotations and communication are not key on your defensive switches which verbally they were communicating talking discussing and engaging with each other out rebounding the lakers did to the houston rockets 43 to 30 six blocks four of those from lebron 13 turnovers for those lakers compared to nine for the rockets 55 percent from the floor for the lakers at 43 for 78 and 47 for the houston rockets at 38 for 81 like i said they did not get their enough three-point attempts going forward for those Houston Rockets and the Lakers really played defense on the Rockets not allowing them to do anything they wanted to do that third quarter after the Lakers were down did not take a mental vacation in that third or that second half only allowing 38 points to a team that scored 41 on them the previous third quarter game that they had there Lakers are up 2-1 in that series. And Houston is looking to find ways to move the ball efficiently, work on their communication offensively, because if the Lakers are going to be that suffocating on defense and communicate that well and switch that accurately, Houston, you do have a problem. You really do have a problem because if Harden cannot get involved and those other guys on the court cannot get open shots due to the fact that he's getting to the hoop easily, he has time to manipulate, see, create, and dish, then there's nothing that anyone can do to help Houston out going forward in this series. They are down two games to one. And tonight's matchup, the Toronto Raptors facing elimination against Boston in game number six. Boston leads that series three games to two. And the Raptors need a way for their starting lineup to outplay the starters of the Boston Celtics who have been helter-skelter for the most part, but really need everybody collectively to play good. Once one of those guys take a day off, Brown, Tatum, or Kemba, then things get difficult for the Boston Celtics. They do have smart defensive player, first team, defensive team, I should say, which is a bright spot for them. Look for them to be playing with a lot more energy and the Raptors to be playing a lot more desperate. They cannot settle for the outside shots, their legs, due to the blowout. Maybe they got some good rest, they got relaxed, and they have time to recoup. But they're going to have to leave everything on the court tonight because they're playing a team that knows what is in front of them 
but has to take care of this game that's actually in front of them, the Boston Celtics. They can't look past the Raptors. They can't overlook the Raptors. They have to go down knowing that this is one game to win and this is the only game we have to play. Mentality. No coulda, shoulda, woulda be left on the court. And the Raptors know what it takes to win a championship and to win a series. A lot of those guys in that locker room went through that run. And despite being down, were able to get past that hump. They've lost that key man, but at the same time, they still had that grown experience as a unit collectively throughout that run last year to their championship. That game takes place at 6.30. Raptors lose. Their series is done, and we will have a new champion crowned in the association. Let's see if they can get it back to back. Let's see if they can figure things out and push and force a game seven and live another day. Celtics look to close out the series up 3-2 and do not want to give an inch of life or air to the Toronto Raptors in this game, using it as a home court advantage despite no home court advantage, but it's a home game nonetheless. And that means Celtics fans will be going crazy in the virtual reality show we call The Bubble. That being said, 6.30, win or go home for the Raptors, win and move on for the Celtics. 6.30 takes place, 3-2 Celtics lead that series. Let's see what Fred, Lowry, Pascal, if Serge is okay from what transpired last game, if Gasol can get anything going, OG, And if anybody other than Serge on that bench wants to be productive, that would be reassuring to anybody in a Raptor uniform. But Boston has been answering the toll with their bench. Williams times two. Wanamaker. Ojale comes and gives them some good minutes. And once in a while, they put in Cantor who they aggressively go after Toronto. But Tice, Brown, Smart, Kemba, and Tatum have been playing good throughout the course of the series. Some great games, performances by those guys, and let's see if they can collectively put it together and just put a stamp on this series going forward. That's at 6.30, and speaking of stamp on the series... Clippers versus the Nuggets. Kawhi Leonard with a middle finger to the air. Block against Murray in yesterday in their previous matchup, I should say. Clippers are 2-1 in this series, game number four. And the defense being played by Denver is great. They're doing what needs to be done. But the offensive inconsistency of Murray needs to be something that has to be changed. Jokish is going out. He's putting up his numbers. He's doing what needs to be done. And Murray's got to be able to stabilize his energy and flow throughout the game and force the Clippers to play defense. Force them to guard him while he's going to the hole. 
get aggressive keep them on their heels do not let them dictate the pace paul george is getting back to form with his jump shot from three let's see who on denver steps up defensively on him and if they can use their big body second unit to take control of the games going forward which has been beneficial to them in game number two along with the performances of murray and the joker but their bench was also a key factor in that victory for them clippers know what needs to be done if they play 48 minutes of pure defense it's a tough time to score against them and it gets their offense going as well too because defense turns into offense fast breaks blocks steals all that stuff energy people want to run the floor because they're easy hoops and if they get out into a track meet with denver it could be in favor of denver if they can also play defense as well and that's what it's going to take which team is going to buckle down on the defensive side of the ball and stop or put pressure on the other team's offense to be better than good and not just average going forward and making them make hoops and being in their face consistently always and often in this matchup i think it's going to come down to defense rebounding and how well paul george is able to play in this game he's been on a tear as of late his shot has come back he's been productive and we'll see if those denver nuggets can force him out of his comfort zone running him off the three-point line getting him into areas that are in between to allow that trap or double team to come and force him to pass but also rotate he had 32 points last game 12 for 18 three for three from the stripe five for seven from the floor comfortable shooting the ball and getting his corner threes and his foul line extended pull-ups like he always does they need to push up on him and crowd him and don't give him so much space to be comfortable but we'll see what denver has in store they are down 2-1 in that series as well wnba we had three games yesterday and the sparks defeat the liberty 96 to 70 bringing the sparks record to 15 and 5 liberty move to 2 and 17 candace parker 14 points five rebounds in the win for the la sparks Miki, I can't even pronounce that name, and I apologize for that. That was 20 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 8 for 14 from the floor. In the victory for the Sparks, Kia Nurse, 13.7 rebounds in the loss for the Liberty in that game. You also had the Las Vegas Aces defeating the Indiana Fever. 92 
to 86, bringing the Fever's Vegas's record to 15 and 4. The Fever are 5 and 15 in that loss to the Las Vegas Aces who are really, really playing some good basketball in that bubble in the WNBA right there. Asia Wilson, 22 points, 16 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, 3 blocks in the win. Julie Alderman, 19 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists for the Indiana Fever in the loss. Asia Wilson is playing unworldly right now. She is a huge reason why the Aces sit at fifteen and four in the WNBA and impressive, always impressive whenever she's playing and putting up numbers. And the Washington Mystics take down the Minnesota Link. 89 to 86. Minnesota just couldn't get things together in this game. Both teams evenly shooting from the floor. Mystics a slight edge in the three-point range and free throws as well. 14 for 15, 9 for 11 were the Minnesota link. 22 assists by Washington compared to the 17. Points in the paint were identical. The 12-point lead really secured the victory for the Washington Mystics. Close fourth quarter, difficult loss. Collier, 21 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, 1 block in the loss for the Link. Hines Allen, 26 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, and 0 steals and blocks in the win for the Minnesota Link, who force and push Minnesota to their second loss in as many games, 6-4 and four in their last 10 Mystics first win. They were 3 and 7 in their last 10. Today's events we got the Phoenix Mercury versus the Connecticut Sun. A rematch of Monday where Phoenix Mercury lost to the Connecticut Suns 85 to 70. Looking for Tarasi to have a better game. Chicago looks to rebound after their loss. To the LA Sparks on Sunday when they face up against the Atlanta Dream and the Dallas Wings face off against the Seattle Storm after their overtime win the Wings to the Mystics on Sunday 101-94. Storm beat Minnesota 103-88 on that Sunday as well too. They face off at 10 p.m. 16-3 Storm 7-12 Wings the Sky look to get back in the win column after losing three games in a row. And Phoenix as well, too, as they face off against the Sun for a rematch. That is tonight's games in the WNBA. And the Raptors 
face off against the Boston Celtics at 6.30. Like I said, this is a must-win for those Toronto Raptors in this game. It's win or go home. They have to be the better team in all avenues. First quarter to the fourth quarter, rebounding. Boston put them on a lot of one-and-dones last game. Raptors couldn't get anything really going. Pascal shooting way too many jump shots, falling in love with it to the point where he doesn't even try to go to the hoop as much as he used to. Gasol's got to be on the alert, and he's got to be the aggressor, but they like to go to him often and early to get him involved. But do they have that opportunity now? Because if he does get started and does get going, who else around him will suffer for their slow start to get him going with the limited minutes he's getting in the starting role as it is with Serge Ibaka coming off the bench and putting up productive numbers. It's going to be really interesting to see what the Raptors do down three games to two in this series. A must win, Raptor Nation. A must win, or like I said, a new champ is crowned. Hopefully their bench is more productive and gives breathers and actually plays productively when they're out there. They did get a run at the end of last game, but a run was just that. A run wasn't productive for those other players who weren't playing against starters, minus the couple of minutes that the Celtics starters were on the floor against the bench. But nonetheless, Raptors face elimination. Clippers and Denver, game number four. Clippers 2-1 in that series. Loss in translation. I'm your host, Mr. VHS. Appreciate you all on this episode. Wear a mask. Be safe. It's the birthday episode, people. I'm gone.